You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. And welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. It is Monday, November 28th, 2022. I'm joined by my co-host, Christina Dennis. How you doing, Christina? I'm doing pretty good, Damon Frank. You're cheery. I love it. I am cheery. Uh, for those of you good listening on the podcast, I'm wearing um, one of my sassy shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it There's says, the more there. people I meet, the more I love my dog, which is not honestly far-fetched. Ooh, uh-huh. joke. Yeah, I did. I did. It's funny. It's funny. It's nice that you're being transparent about it. And I have to tell you, being a newer dog owner, I get it. I get it. They're lo- they love us no matter what. They do. They do. I have a husky and uh, they're not codependent, so they don't love us. Mm-hmm. As- I, I've told you about this. We've been talking about this, this experience of getting this new dog after we'd had a bunch of dogs and they had all passed away. And mm-hmm. we took a little brief respite from the whole dog yes. ownership thing. And uh, around July, we uh, adopted a dog. Uh, from a family member and it's been how much fun it's been, but how much work it is. I forgot how much work. Oh, yes. a lot of I work. I don't do that part of the work. I do play with my puppy um, because I am her play person, but I have to be honest. My husband does most of the work. Well, thank God for him. I know we're mm-hmm. both dog park uh, companions. You so are. He's off of the dog park. I'm off of the dog park. But uh, so welcome, everybody, to the Recovered Life Show. We're back after the break, after Thanksgiving. Uh, Post gobble gobble to everyone. (laughs) If you did not see the Thanksgiving show, uh, which was fun, fun, fun. It was. Uh, So happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We are grateful for you. Or maybe we're not because Uh of the topic of the show. Drum roll, please. Uh, (laughs) What we're kind of talking about today is gratitude bullshit. Oh, I love it. I know Sarcastic, that doesn't sound but right. everybody thinks about it. Everybody thinks yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't I mean, I don't disbelieve people who are thinking it's the greatest thing. Like we did a whole show about the science of gratitude. But I got to tell you that there've been some years where I just wanted to poke somebody in the eye when they started their gratitude speech because I thought I know you and you don't act grateful. So part of me, and I don't want to be this person, but I am to some degree. Part of me is uh, exhausted from the whole ceremony of it. And then there's a part of me that's like, well, we should be grateful every day. This is strange. Um, And there have been years in my recovery where I didn't feel very grateful, but I felt the pressure to say I was grateful. And now this is the thing, right? (laughs) Isn't that the thing, the pressure of it? Because let's be, let's be honest, Christina, early recovery. Let me just paint a picture for everybody who, who's not experiences. Anybody who has experiences will resonate with this immediately. You're about eight months into recovery. It's your first year and you're in a 12 step group and you've had a bad day or a bad week or a bad month. And you turn and you tell somebody about it. And a sponsor or a friend or somebody turns and just goes, well, you're not very grateful. You should do a gratitude Mm -hmm. list. And right about that time, I want to punch somebody. Yep. Like, like, how's this gratitude list going to help me? Don't you understand the day I've had? Right. 
Right. And I mean, I always say it, but it's truly there is a difference between truly grieving and living in the past. And there and I cannot pretend that things are difficult for years. Thanksgiving was hard for me because of my son's um, uh, ASD. He couldn't tolerate going out to places. It, it wasn't good for him. So we stayed home and had pizza. And I think that when I finally got into the space of it, it's just a day and I quit trying to compare my holiday to other people's holiday, which I think is a big mistake. I had more peace around it, but there were years where it was generally tough, no matter what, it was a hard year. And so I love that what we talk about on Recovered Life and, and who you are, who I am, is that we don't discount there is reality um, and that gratitude is a skill set that gets worked on. But I also know that magical thinking some can get me into trouble. So I need a little help. Yeah. Well, okay. you know where when when we were talking earlier, Christina, and listen, I, I think what's one of the successes we've had with Recovered Life in general, mm -hmm. and especially the show, is we just tell the truth. Yep. Right. We tell the truth from our perspective. And because I think, I think sometimes people are afraid mm -hmm. to say that, that they have a hard time with gratitude right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, tell everybody we got this because we had a really good old school meeting mm -hmm. on one of our peer support meetings on recovered life is old school. And it's for people that have over three years of continuous recovery sobriety from drugs and alcohol. That's the minimum that you have to have to come in. And it was interesting. Every, you were in that meeting, everyone that shared about how they struggle with gratitude. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that I got from that meeting, um, I wanted to kind of share here because I've been thinking about them over the week. One is this whole idea of like, this is the time that you should be grateful is Thanksgiving. I think that is kind of bullshit. Like you should be kind of grateful all the time. But you know what's what really came out of this for me is that why people struggled with gratitude. This is the thing that blew my mind. And maybe you knew this. I didn't. I did. It was kind of, I felt it, but I couldn't verbalize it. Is that if I'm grateful for what I have, does this mean that I shouldn't be pursuing anything else? Right. And then if I'm pursuing something else, to maybe upgrade my life, my housing, relationships, uh, wardrobe, financial situation, whatever it is, car, whatever. Does this mean that I'm not grateful for what I have? It was shocking how many people mm -hmm. over 20 years mm -hmm. said that they struggled with that concept. Me too. Me too. Because... Uh because we're not exactly sure. I mean, we contentment is not something that uh, that our world has been happily to settle with, right? There's this whole idea of improvement. But thinking that um, that if you're grateful for what you have, you won't have the ability, like if I'm grateful for what I have, I won't have the ability to push. But I love the reverse of that. If I'm pushing, does that not mean is that I'm not grateful? And that is, that's more where I fall in. Like, am I pushing too much? Am I going too far? Uh, am I 
you know, we hear this all the time in recovery. If you're in yesterday or you're in the future, you're shitting all over today. And yeah. I don't think, I think there's, it's way more nuanced than that. Truly. I think you can be grateful for what you have and still have uh, a desire to improve your life, to help more people, to make your mark. I think it's possible to have two, but it's really easy to not exactly know. Um, and it's so easy for people, I think, in recovery to say like what you said, well, you're not very grateful. Well, this is where I had a hard time even verbalizing, but when somebody verbalized that it was better than me, it's like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Sometimes mm -hmm. I feel guilty because, you know, look, everybody listens to the show. I'm kind of a type A Mm -hmm. male. I like to just go out and make, I like to make stuff happen. Like I, I do. I, I like to play full out in recovery. I don't feel like I got sober to, you know, hang around. Right. You know what I mean? Like I didn't like that. That wasn't my thing. Right. So I think one of the things that was been, I, I was feeling that inside, right. Mm -hmm. I was feeling that inside. It's like, uh, like there's that toss. It's like, well, do I have to abandon wanting more to be grateful? And, you know, after the conversation, I realized, no, they're kind of two separate things, right? Mm -hmm. but they could both live. It is a shade of gray. They could both live in the same existence that I could be grateful for what I have, extremely grateful for what I have. And then I could also pursue other things. And if they come into my life, I could be grateful for those as well. That. And this other thing that came up that I thought was kind of interesting about gratitude in this meeting that really made me think about my own life, right? Like, okay, where does gratitude plan? Is that this whole idea that even though I know gratitude works for me to a certain degree, right? Like I understand the power of gratitude, Christina, that sometimes it takes me losing something to get into that consciousness and about how crappy that is. Like I'm all for like not being grateful that I have a house, but then when I don't have a house, all of a sudden yeah. I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's very true. It's that, you know, and I think we talk about trying not to have to hit that kind of emotional rock bottom to have a perspective that is healthy and like Grace said, full of contentment. But I do believe that there is a struggle. And yes, the, they can exist. They do coexist. But it's a lot more helpful. And it was for me to hear other people voicing that. So I'm glad that you brought that up. It reminds me of acceptance. You know, does acceptance mean that I'm not going to try to change something? And I think that that's also an area of gray. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of this has to do with acceptance, right? Where we mm -hmm. were talking about that, but let's be honest. Like I know that like, I remember my hot water heater went out like a year ago, right? Like all of a sudden I became super grateful that I had hot water. Right. <laughs> that next day, like I understood the value of hot water and yes. I was living in the value of that hot water. And I will tell you, living in that consciousness is better living than living in the, uh, the lack. And I don't have that, what I call the get and protect consciousness, right? I got to mm. get it. Then I have to protect it because then somebody's going to take it. And then, th then I need to upgrade it. And mm -hmm. then I got it like, hold on to both. Right. Because somebody's going to take it like, that consciousness I know sucks. Yes. Like, like I know that doesn't work in recovery. Like I'm on a path to unhappiness. I might not relapse, right? 
Because look, let's be honest. I'm sure both of us, you've been down that path. I've been down that path. Right, recover. It doesn't mean you're going to relapse. It doesn't mean it's no. the end of the world, but your quality of your life isn't good. It, so true. So true. And, and I practice, uh, a practice that I have every day is to, because uh, I think it's too difficult to go if you're unhappy about something to being positive about that. I think that neutrality is what we go for when things are challenging. We go to have neutrality, which is where acceptance comes. But the way I practice gratitude is making sure that I'm looking at the things that I have true gratitude for, not trying to turn something in that I have the perspective of it shouldn't be like this or I want to change it. And in that way, I can practice gratitude every day. And really, I can come up with things that I'm truly grateful for. And what we focus on grows. And so the way that I understand it is always trying to find that place where I feel appreciation for something and not trying to go and pull something that I might be feeling negative toward and move it over. It's not about Pollyanna bullshit. It's about really finding the spaces in my life that I can be truly grateful for. And, uh, and then the other ones I work toward neutrality. Well, I think this is the gray area, right? Like, because mm -hmm. I know people and so do you, and let's just be honest about this because I think, I think not being honest about this aspect of people that have long-term recovery, feeling these feelings is disingenuous to people because <laughs> the new people that come up that have six months to say, well, I'm never going to be able to get that right. Like, I don't it's like, it's true. Like it is, it's true. I've seen people go out to say, well, I'm never going to really be able to be like that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's much more of a learned thing. Like the whole thing with gratitude, like I talked about the hot water heater, like I'm going through something with my car right now where I have a transition with my car. Right. And there's going to be three or four days where I might not have my car. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm like, hold tight. Yeah. Like I need my, like, Oh, I really like that car now. Like right. before I didn't like this whole thing that I was talking about with loss loss sometimes spurs me in. Now I wish it wasn't the case. I wish I just mm -hmm. go wake up every day and say, Hey, I'm grateful for everything in my life. But loss is one of those things where you start to say, Hey, or apparent loss, or like you think it could be loss, right? Like, right. wow, this could happen to me. Then all of a sudden I start appreciating it. I'm trying to get there before Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I, I left that meeting thinking, you know what, man, I'm really not as grateful as I should be. But then I remembered too, that I am because like every day I, you know, one of my rituals that I always tell you about, and I'm just throwing this out there for anyone who's struggling to stay sober at the beginning of the day, like, you know, I believe in God, that's, that's my path. And I thank God for yesterday, clean and sober. And I asked for today, clean and sober. Right. Right. And the whole fact of me asking is the fact of is, is gratitude's woven into that, right? It's like, thank you. I got you. And so like for me now, how I'm starting to kind of change in this area is I'm starting to kind of look at like, all right, the basics. Like I woke up sober. I went to bed sober. Right. This is a big deal because yes. I'm telling you at 29 years, not saying that being sober is old hat, but every day you wake up sober for 29 years, you start to forget how friggin' cool that is. And the reality is a lot of people friggin' die, man. Like, yes. 
the yes. fact that I didn't die, that I'm here is pretty amazing. So, so true. And it's one of the, the, the reasons why we have to keep telling our stories and telling the truth. You know, I think sometimes old timers feel like they should be painting this picture. And as you said, it kind of creates a, its delusion. You know, it creates a delusion that the, that somebody who's new in the program can't even possibly see. But we can all be grateful for the fact that we made it and that we're sober. And that is one of those things that I can look at and realize I am always grateful for my sobriety, first and foremost. Absolutely. You know, I think I think starting with the basics and, and this is where I call like, look, it's a little I, I don't want to be clickbaity when I'm talking about the, the title of the show, mm -hmm. but is gratitude bullshit? You know, I sometimes I feel like it's bullshit if I go to 12 step meetings. And right. I listen to the gratitude crew. Like, I don't know if you've ever been on one of these, these like, oh, like I just got evicted for my house, but I'm so grateful I had shoes when I walked out of it. Well, on yeah. one hand, it's like, you've been saying that you're going to lose your housing for mm -hmm. three months and you've taken no action, right? It's like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be grateful. Maybe you should be disappointed that you didn't take action. Yeah. You know what? Like, this is my gut feeling. I'm not saying you should. I, I just say that real, this is the reality of me, right? right. Like there are some things that, um, there, there are some things in life you do have to take action on whether or not you're going to come out the way that you think it's going to be. The fact that you did take the action, I believe mm. creates something. So that whole, um, I'm going to be grateful no matter what for everything. I find a little bit disingenuous and phony, but the pure aspect of gratitude mm -hmm. and the realization that I have it, I believe is one of those superpowers that gets you in that consciousness Yes, of recovery. I mean, look, have you ever not been grateful, Christina? Like yes. looking back and kind of embarrassed and just going like, man, like I was a real ass. I should have just been grateful yeah. for what I had. Yes, yes. I have been a douchebag in my past. I have. <laughs> and I've learned, you know, uh, that that I needed that perspective until I didn't need it. And people were really gentle with me. And I can see, you know, the, the difference, like I've said before, between truly grieving childhood trauma and also letting it define me and be the reason why I haven't made it past a few things. And so I, I know that this is a journey and then I can have grace for somebody else who's maybe on that part of their journey. And they're still kind of taking uh, the things that happened to them and, and assigning responsibility for everything. I'm with you. Having gratitude is not a pass on action, right? We are responsible for what is ours to be responsible for. And that's a lot. That is a lot. So uh, I can see it, you know, that sometimes people use it as more of a pass than they are really, you know, either they're in complete denial or they're saying what they think people want to hear so that they can be good in recovery. And uh, telling the truth is actually the most important part of- Or the me. whole co the codependent thing, the whole like- I'm going to trigger, I'm grateful, but really I'm a mm -hmm. victim, mm -hmm. right? I'm grateful, but really look at me like somebody helped, right? Like I see that a lot too, this yes. whole codependency thing. Yes. Or, so people then will save them. 
right? right? Well, let me save you now because you've are so grateful, right? Like I totally get that. I, I totally get what you're saying on that. You know, I have to, I have to cop to a story that kind of changed my gratitude game though. Mm -hmm. That I have to tell you, Christina, that I have to share with you because so I used to do the service commitment in the psych ward. And if anyone has ever been in a psych ward, it's you, if you've never been there before or you've never experienced it and you've never been to an any inner city psych ward or yeah. a poverty based psych ward where everybody's a ward of the state and had been picked up on the street and didn't have medical insurance and shoved someplace because jail wasn't really right for them. Right. Right. Uh, you know, avail yourself to this opportunity if you ever have it, because it will bring a whole different gratitude game. Now, I'm going to tell you, I had been doing this. You, everybody knows that I'm an entrepreneur and mm -hmm. like, that's been my, that's been my game. Right. And I remember I had about 20 years, 18, 19, 20 or something around that. And I had gotten all the promises. Like, you know, yeah. really I did. I got all the promises and I went out and I bought this car and I'm not going to say what car, cause it doesn't really matter. Cause mm -hmm. other people will say, well, I had a nicer car, right? Like it's, it was, it was nice for me. And it was really like these European sports car, the whole thing. Right. And I was late leaving work for this commitment because I forgot about the commitment and I tried to get out of the commitment, but the person guilted me. Right. Mm. Like, come on, I'm going to be honest. Like mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I'm really busy into the year with my business and everything. And that day I had gotten some news about bonuses that we were going to be cutting in, in, in our company and everything. And it wasn't as big as I had kind of imagined that I'd hoped it would be. So I'm driving this very expensive car on the speakerphone mm -hmm. to my friend about how crappy my life is, mm. about how horrible. Now, keep in mind, 20 years ago, uh, if I had a car, I couldn't find it. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And everything, I had no promises. Everything was disaster. I was losing everything my first right. three years of sobriety, right? I've come this far. I built all this stuff up with really the thanks of being sober and hard work and doing the deal, right? And I just was griping and moaning and such an ass. Mm -hmm. And I and I all the way through walking up the whole thing. And I walk to the door and I hear all this screaming, mm. right? And all of a sudden I kind of come out of my own head because I'm talking, even though I'm talking to other people, I'm like, this is bull, you know, the whole thing. And they ring the buzzer on the door. It's like a jail door, right? It yes. opens, pandemonium, blood on the floor. Yep. And I look over and I see this guy that I saw six months ago. She is still, there's a woman. She's still here wow. in the psych ward. Okay. And all of a sudden it kind of hit me like, man, like your perspective sucks. Yes. I'm sober. <laughs> yes. But my perspective just sucks. And mm. I, and I remember getting in that car that I wanted so much on the drive back and calling my friend and apologizing and said, honestly, um, and I remember saying this because this car had such importance to me. Right. And I think it was just the fact that I could get it, that I could come from nothing mm -hmm. and get it right from drunk, not being able to get sober for a day to getting it 20 years later that I, I lost interest in the car after that day. Wow. I was like, you know what? I don't really even 
need this car, want this car. Mm. It was that pro it was that profound to me because I realized like the inability for me to be at that moment. Now it's much better because I've worked on it. The inability for me to jump into reality, to understand how much I actually have mm -hmm. is really, honestly, it, it made me ashamed, honestly. Yeah. The truth, the true feeling of it. I had, I felt ashamed. I was like, this is, this is not good. And I really made an effort after that point to really change my perspective when it comes to the things that I own and the things that I expect. Oh, that is such a powerful story. That's such a powerful story. And I love that you shared that because I mean, you took that moment though and made a decision to change your perspective. And that is, that says something about staying in recovery, doing service and all the things that we need to do to help us uh, morph into this grateful, grateful person, this grateful human being on this earth, having, you know, a spiritual experience or no, it's spiritual being having a human experience. And I, um, I think that, that if we are all honest, about where we are feeling, we can sniff out when gratitude is bullshit in our life, when we're just saying the words because we are supposed to, and it makes us a good little recovery person and actually telling the truth and sitting down. Uh, my son's situation shut me the hell up when it came to things that I thought were important before. And so I think a lot of us have those kinds of moments and looking back and just like you're looking back, I can now look at that and say, that was a favor to me. That was a favor to me. Absolutely. You know, and I mean, you share about that a lot. And honestly, like I, you know, you've shared about how you switched from, I'm not going to say resentment because I don't think mm -hmm. that's the right word, but from but, but into gratitude from the feeling yes. that you had, right? Yes. Like into like, well, I should have gotten this mm -hmm. and I have this, right? Like how you did that. And like, I applaud you. Cause I think you're a very brave person for Thank first you. of all, just, but, but it's such an example because like, what I like about that story that you tell when it comes to gratitude is not the realization of the gifts that we have right in front of us. Yes. This amnesia to be able to see them. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's so, I got to tell you, look, you and I have coached people, right. That are Many. wealthy. And I've worked with a lot of celebrities and all kinds yes. of right? in and out of sobriety. Right. Like, so, but if you, if, 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 if you can't stay sober and you're crazy, Mm -hmm. And I mean that just in a, in a sobriety kind of way, if you're crazy, it doesn't matter how much stuff you have, you've nope. got nothing. Nope. And I've worked with a lot of people who have things to the outside world, but have nothing. They can't True. get a day. They can't get an hour. They'll maybe get two days of relapse. Right. And everybody looks at them like, wow, you have so much. But mm -hmm. the thing is, is they can't see that they have so much. And that's what I think that's sto the story that you tell is like, like gratitude. I'm just going to say at the end here of the podcast is not bullshit. In my opinion, mm -mm. I think the sing songy pretend gratitude. Yes. Is bullshit. Mm -hmm. But gratitude has a lot of power. 
the the principle of gratitude, I think, can really change your life. It sure can. It really does. It's that it is that full acceptance. It's understanding that things are exactly how they were supposed to be. And it's an expectancy of more, more to come, more gratitude, more goodness. And staying in that space, you know, it, it really does make gratitude more accessible. And so I would much rather hear somebody or, or be this person that says, this is what I was feeling. You know, I wanted to run people off the road. And then I had this perspective. I came in here, I realized, you know, that I'm complaining about uh, something that I would have killed for 10 years ago. And that is really, really helpful. Uh, plus, I am always loving the people who this is their first year and their gratefulness about being hangover free and and all the things that happened to us our first year of physical sobriety. And so I also dig that and really like being around people who have a true uh, excitement about their recovery. You know, one of the things that COVID, I feel, stripped away from me. Mm hmm was the ability to do high risk stuff like high risk interventions mm -hmm. with people or work with people, mm -hmm. not necessarily interventions, but high risk uh, fellowship stuff where you yes. go into people. And when I mean high risk, like the next bad action they take, they're getting locked up. Mm -hmm. uh, they're in the hospital. They could be dead for health reasons. Uh, they're on the streets. Something bad's going to really bad is going to happen to them. Right. And one of the things that I always got from being able to do the more high risk stuff was how precious this whole recovery thing is. Yes. Is that I like a lot of times look at myself as bulletproof. I do. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Like I'm not, you know, like, mm -hmm. and I realize I'm not and about how just the getting of it, like right now, if you're listening to this and you're saying like, Hey, like I'm sober and I understand that I'm an alcoholic and I'm in recovery and I'm pursuing it. That, that just that little thing that you look as very little is so massive. And that sometimes will people will work their whole life and never really obtain that. So right. if you have that, like, and in working with high risk people, that's what you see. Like just the fact that I had that at the moment that I was working with them would give me that sense of gratitude. Right. Because um, it's special. Mm -hmm. Not everybody gets it. And I think we walk around here a lot of times, Christina, and, you know, we try to bring it out when we work because, you know, look, you and I both know people who have died from alcoholism, drug addiction, absolutely, even mm -hmm. codependency, yes. like through suicide and stuff like that, right? Eating disorders, all this stuff, addiction in general. And we walk around thinking, well, you know, like everybody has a lot of chances to be able to get sober. Um, that's not true. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes people have the realization once yes. that they're going to get sober and they never really have it again. Uh, I mean, I've known people like that. They've never been able to really pull it forward again in their consciousness long enough to actually take action on it. So if you're one of these people that are listening to the podcast that that's happened to you, man, like if, if, if that doesn't give you gratitude, nothing will. So, so true. We are the lucky ones. We absolutely are. Final thoughts, Christina, on gratitude. Anything else we need to say? 
think we've really oh, covered it. Yeah, that was a great conversation. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Such a beautiful place. And I just want to wish everybody a wonderful day. And, uh, you know, tell the truth. Join Recovered Life. Come be part of the family. Don't do the next 30 days, 30 years alone. You don't have to. This is it. We're talking about things like this in gratitude. We talked about old school uh, setting healthy boundaries is a meeting we have on Thursday. Guys, we've launched the new network, Recovered Life. It is a ton of peer support meetings. We've got a lot of them for free. You can get a lot of this on the free membership. If you mm -hmm. want to upgrade, Christina and I are making this free the first 30 days, $19.99 a month to jump on unlimited means, but we're going to give it to you 30 days for free. So if you don't like it, you can jump back off. But we've got all of these amazing coaches that are on there. Mm -hmm. Christina and I are on there, but it's just people that I would go to that I have gone to, right, are on there. All different types of meetings about all different types of stuff. We hope to see you on recoveredlife.us. You know, become a free member, check it out. Upgrade to core, check it out. 30 days free. And we hope you take avail, uh, advantage of all of that. Please do. All right, guys. Go out and live your best recovered life. We'll see you on the next episode. Be safe. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free, and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.